Welcome to the Seacoast Dynasty League Podcast. Thank you for joining us as we discuss the latest news in the NFL, everything that's going on in our league, and the fact that Armageddon must be here since Tony actually made it to a podcast. This is the 2019 offseason, episode three. Right now we're going to get into more, uh, not necessarily our predictions about certain teams, but our predictions about certain players. You know we all love to talk rookies. So right here, we're going to give you our picks. Now, uh, first we're going to talk about one high-ranked or, or one like top ADP player. So one, one player in the top 20 who we think is going to be really good. Who we think is going to be the right pick. Uh, that, that, that everybody else should have picked that guy in the rookie draft. Then we're going to look at somebody in the 20 to 40 range. So like those mid-tier guys, guys who are in like the second or third round. Um, who all of a sudden we think might be players that, that you wish you had reached for uh, because they're going to pop onto the scene. And then we're each going to give you two sleepers. Uh, maybe some uh, one as a trade target, one that's already owned, and another as one that's not owned. Somebody that's on the waiver wire right now that we think is going to have a good year and could grow in value. Uh, maybe it's just a little bit of value, but by the end of the season, you're, you're looking for starters all across your league. Um, so let's, we're going to call this section our, our rookies to watch. And why don't we start with our high ranked or, or like our top 20 ADP. Uh, Jacob, you can take us off, uh, take us off the bat. Uh, well, the guy that I picked was David Montgomery. And this is going back to what we were talking about, the um, uh, Chicago how they're looking right now, just based off of what I've been hearing from training cap and then also in the preseason. Uh, Chicago is looking to run the ball a lot this season. So they got, you know, Tyreek Cohen. And so now they have David Montgomery, which is also, that's, that's a, in my opinion, that's a straight-up split um, timeshare right there. So David Montgomery is going to get in there and get these touches and get these, these um, opportunities to play, and so I think David Montgomery is going to be up there. I, I don't want to talk too much. I, I obviously have bias here. I'm a Montgomery owner, um, but in my if I had been picking 101, I'm pretty sure I would have taken Josh Jacobs, just because I would have had to. But Montgomery was in the conversation for me. Um, yeah. Matt Nagy, the the offensive coordinator previously from the Chiefs, uh, has has come to Kansas, has come to Chicago. And we've seen what he's done. Look at, like, I don't think Jordan Howard's that good of a running back. And still, Jordan Howard was able to put up almost 1,000 yards last year with Tariq Cohen taking all these things. So if that's what Jordan Howard was able to do, think about David Montgomery. And I think they specifically said, hey, Jordan Howard's good enough. We don't want good enough. We want somebody who's going to be really good and somebody who, when he's on the field, they don't know we're going to run. Because David Montgomery has soft hands. He's one of the best receiving backs coming out of college this year mm-hmm. in the in the in the NFL draft. I don't know. Where do you, where do you think he ends? Like we, he was drafted. He was drafted third overall, so he can't go much higher. But where do you think he ends? Oh, as as not with rookies included, but just total running backs, Jake. Since you, since he's your pick, just overall like running backs. We've got Saquon, obviously, Ze- Zeke, Ooh. Kamara. So 
McCaffrey. So those are your top four. I don't think he's cracking the top four, but like, I want to say he's up at top twelve. I say, I want to say he's up there at top twelve. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I, I'd have to say in PPR specifically because that's our half, our yeah, format, half, half, yep. half PPR. I want to say if he's lucky, he'll get to top fifteen. There's a lot of good running backs on a lot of good teams right now with the ability to produce. And I love the Bears defense, and I see it. I see it coming down to just eating the clock with just Cohen, pounded, pounded. right? With Cohen and Montgomery. You think Cohen's the one? Pa- like, no, that, the that's clock? what I'm saying. I see those games in the favor of of um of Montgomery, but I see a lot of their other games because they still got to play some pretty decent teams. They're going to be playing the Vikings. They're going to be playing the Packers. Mm-hmm. Teams where they're going to need to score. I I know I know Gio. You said you see them both in the field. I see Cohen getting the start. On most plays, one first and second down. Interesting. I see. I see him coming out playing more with Cohen, and I see Montgomery honestly having a f- 400 rushing yards and 400 receiving yards Whoa, on, on the season. That's a lot of receiving yards. I don't and think that's, that's enough rushing yards, but well, that's why maybe you can play with the numbers a little bit. But I don't. That's why I see him as a top 15, even in PPR. I don't see him quite as high as you might see him. But then again, I haven't done as much research on on Nagy's offense. I think he's a thousand and seven. I think he's a thousand touch a thousand, a thousand and seven hundred. No, one thousand rushing yards, at least seven touchdowns. Oh, okay. So I think so I think he gets he gets at least a thousand yards. He he's my pick. Uh, obviously, I drafted him, you know, so I've, so I've got a ton of bias here. But my personal opinion, I think David Montgomery is going to be the fantasy rookie MVP. I, I think I think Kyler Murray wins and a like rookie most like the, the rookie MVP. over Josh Jacobs. Yeah, no, Josh Jacobs. I I think. Oakland is a dumpster fire, man. <laughs> Even as a dumpster fire, I mean, like, if anything, gonna, oh, they're yeah, going to dump gonna, it off to him. They're, gonna, they're, they're going to give it to him, obviously. But I mean, I New mean, York was mostly a dumpster <laughs> fire too, and they were able to support Odell Beckham and and, and Saquon Barkley. You think Saquon and you, you want to put? I'm Saquon not putting Saquon the at the same at the same level, but I am saying opportunity is key. Oh, absolutely. But my running back, um, I want my running back on a top offense, and I think Chicago is going to be a top five offense. I think. David Montgomery's getting the goal line carries and he's getting the first and second downs and he's getting the clock grind out. I think Tariq Cohen's their explosive player. I don't think they want Tariq Cohen getting hit yeah. as much. So I don't know. I, 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 I like your, I like you your do know. I agree. <laughs> I agree. I know it. Um, I know. But Tony, you're totally fine. To disagree. And, and David Montgomery could fizzle out. He, he likes to take a lot of hits. He breaks a lot of tackles. He could get hurt. He could be done for the season. Um, who'd you pick? For me, uh, I would have to go with. Um, I mean, top twenty. I'm talk. I, I like Josh Jacobs. I don't love Josh Jacobs. I'm, I'm basically the the devil's advocate here because obviously, I know how you feel about jo- about Jacobs. He's good. He's I mean, he's decent enough to be. I my in my opinion a workhorse back. He hasn't had a whole lot of work. There's not a whole lot to see with him as far as history to produce. But I think where they've drafted him, the yeah. opportunity. Because there's no one in that backfield other than him. Everyone yeah. else is hot garbage. Yeah. halfway <laughs> So that's so I'm saying opportunity is there for him. I'm not picking Josh Jacobs though. Who I'm picking is, as they say in France, Mikolé Hardman, or how they say here is Mikol Hardman. <laughs> Mikolé Hardman. <laughs> but since we're not in France, Mikol Hardman for the Kansas City Chiefs wide receiver. I like. Well, I'm, I'm going to basically mimic what you said. I like good players and i think he's a good player on great teams and i see the kansas city chiefs as continuing their dominance kareem hunt's gone 
they're not going to miss a, miss a beat. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it doesn't matter who they put in that backfield. Andy Reid has a history of producing WR, uh, sorry, RB1s. I'm not worried about that at all. What I am worried about, though, is Sammy Watkins and Tyreek Hill. I don't know that that's going to be the long-term duo moving forward with Mahomes. McCall yeah. Hardman, I could totally project him being their slot receiver and loving that role, getting you think, 800, you think 900 yards. I think he'll either play as a slot or the left wide receiver. He profiles as an X coming out of Georgia. Like, that's what he played a lot of. I still think he'll be – I honestly think he's going to put up seven, 800 yards on the season Whoa. and just really kill it. I think he's going to be ending the season with more yards than Sammy Watkins. Okay, I can, I can see I that. Can see I, that. I, don't, I, don't I see like, him being like the Sammy. WR2. I, I see him being the WR2. I, I, Sammy Watkins, he misses a lot of games. He's a great player, but he hasn't had that consistency. And maybe it's because he's only been one year, I think, one year in Kansas City. Yeah, and then but, he had one year in – LA before that he keeps changing right yeah. I still see McColl as a awesome rookie to watch moving into next season interesting what do you think Jake I'd have to agree with that assessment um I uh, I don't know exactly what position he'd be in but just based off of those those two players in Kansas City um I think they are going to target uh Hardman a lot more and Hardman is that future of that that lineup i i believe because once again sammy watkins doesn't play that often he's he misses a lot of games he's <laughs> not very he's not very reliable and then uh tyreek well <laughs> side point sorry after you after you're done i'm gonna say something about Watkins real quick you go ahead and then tyreek with the whole you know you never know what he's going on <laughs> off the field he i mean he's a beast on the field but off the field you don't know what's going on. That's a whole mystery. Sometimes, you know, stuff hits a fan and it, it goes crazy. You know, but uh, I, I do agree. I do agree the uh, the assessment that that Tony has with with Hardman. Okay. See, I I oh you're gonna say I want to say something real quick on Watkins. Go, go ahead. Watkins has he's injury prone, right? Well, would you would you be fair to give him that label? I would say injury so. prone three point oh. Team name no. Um, Watkins is I think he's I think everyone would pretty much consider him injury prone. Yeah. He's, he's definitely been able to produce. But do you happen to know who's played less games than he has, NFL games, and yet is a top five wide receiver? Are you going to say Odell Beckham? I'm gonna say Odell yeah, Beckham. Because I just yeah, I just Odell heard Beckham about this. Like, Odell Beckham has played fewer NFL games than, than Sammy, Sammy Watkins. Watkins. Odell Beckham Jr. deserves that title of he injury does. prone. However, his <laughs> level of gameplay is so much better. Yeah. Yeah. But from a from an injury prone perspective, I thought that was extremely interesting. That yeah. even though Watkins has played more NFL games than Odell Beckham Jr., Odell is in a tier of his own. We're talking Watkins is always in that two and three tier. Yeah. yeah. But Odell Beckham, even though he's missed more games, he's top tier. And that yes, just goes to show how valuable a player can be. By the way. Yeah. Yeah. On a, on a, specifically on a fantasy football team. Like that, even though he's hurt, like you, we those all, teams we still all, make it to playoffs. Want, we all want Odell. Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah, we all yeah. Want no matter what team he's on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to. I think I feel like this whole podcast is going to be you and me disagreeing, Tony. And then Jake just picking a side every time. Pretty like, much. <laughs> I think that's pretty much going to be the dynamic. True. Uh, True. <laughs> same, same. Same. Big facts. <laughs> um. Because I think Nicole Hardman is going to start for the Kansas City Chiefs as a punt returner. As really? A kick returner. Really? 
that's why they drafted him. I don't think he starts as a wide receiver. He doesn't profile to me in, in my scouting as a slot receiver. If he's on the field, I think Tyreek gets bumped into the slot, uh, and that so that so that he gets the off coverage, and that Nicole goes out to the X or to the Z spot. So who do you uh, think takes the, the WR three? I, I, it might it might be Michael Hardman, but he's not ta- he's not jumping into the slot. Okay, I think like when he's on the field, they they bump their be- their much better receiver into, into the slot. Into the, and, and I don't think Michael is going to produce this season. I think he's going to have a year. So remember, he's only played wide receiver for one year. He he's a converted cornerback. Aside so, from injury, no, he's a converted cornerback. You know, I'm, I'm saying aside from injury, you don't oh, see him producing. Yeah, aside from injury, I don't, like no, I I don't. I don't see him producing huge. I think he's going to be learning the wide receiver position. He's an athlete. Yeah. Uh, so I think he's going to be learning the wide receiver position. He's going to be learning how Mahomes plays and throws the ball. He's going to have, I think, one or two huge splash plays. He's going to have highlight reels where he gets behind somebody or, or makes a hard cut, you know, and shows off his speed and athleticism. Mm-hmm. But I think, granted, I still think Kansas City got nervous and said, holy crap, we might lose Tyreek, because that was when the whole stuff came out, and we're like, who's the fastest receiver that we can get? (laughs) And they went and got it. But I also think they were talking about extending Tyreek. I don't think that happens anymore. With with Tyreek's off-the-field issues, I think it's too scary for a team to invest that much guaranteed money, so I don't think Tyreek gets a second contract, which is where B. Cole Hardman comes in. I think that as he learns the position, he can fall into that role, but I think that's two or three years down the line. We, you know, a typical three, third-year wide receiver third breakout. breakout. Yeah. So, okay. personal opinion, yeah. I, I think Hardman, for a team that is competing this year, I think Hardman is a bad pick. For a team that's years away from competing, I think he's a good pick. So, Arturo to Michael Hardman, right? So, I think yeah. that that's pretty good, right? Mar- Arturo has has, has a couple yeah. of years before he before he's in competition. So, that's good. But I don't think he's gonna end up the season as a top twenty wide receiver at all. Right. I'm still I'm still specifically talking you pick players on good teams. Kansas City should be a good team for the next five years. Okay. Yeah. So from yeah. from the yeah. from the standpoint of Arturo, Before he Mahomes picked a good a spot contract. there. Yeah. And I think Hardman typically is picked around that spot anyway. Just because again, you're right. I mean, Potential. Mahomes is gonna get a contract, by the way. Yeah. I don't think you, there's you, any Baker what, Mayfield's going to get a contract. Year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Third year, absolutely. Year, yeah. Um, but again, that my 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 viewpoint is you pick good players, and I thought I think he's a pretty decent player on a good team. That's a great team he went to. So that's my that's my uh, viewpoint on it. Okay, cool. So it looks like um, Jake, you think Montgomery is going to be really good? Uh, Tony, you're looking to the future with Nicole Hardman as as a pick. That was they that, could that have something could be, special. Could be, yeah, so, yeah, it could be something even better. Like all of us would have wanted Tyreek Hill. You know. Exactly. Right, yeah, on our yeah, team. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna choose somebody who in our draft went at uh, I believe he went at pick 15 or pick 16. Let me see here. Pick 16. Um, yep. And this guy, he it's funky watching watching this guy play. Uh, Jose Joaquin Arcega Whiteside, <laughs> J Jaw. This guy is a football player. He looks gangly. He looks kind of weird, like because he's so tall and lanky. Mm-hmm. But he is a natural gamer. He's he's he his both both his parents were super competitive. They're both uh, they're both um, basketball players. Um, he grew he grew up in, he grew up playing soccer and basketball and stuff. But he loved football. He said nope. He had chances to play scholarships for for basketball, and, and apparently he was really good at soccer as a kid. Uh, but he said he wanted to play football. Oh. 
And <laughs> <laughs> he's got a good. He's got a great start, dude. I, I buy into things like that because if somebody has a desire, I think that ends up showing itself on the field versus guys who are talented but are just doing it for a paycheck or, or something yeah. like yeah. that. And no offense to you, Tony, I think Alshon is falling apart. I mean, Based I mean, on what? <laughs> it's, because it's, I have to say, you have to look at, at the productivity. Oh, no, he's pro- he's, uh, I, I'm not saying his productivity. I'm saying you're physically. You're saying he's getting older. I'm saying physically he's falling apart. Oh, okay. I'm okay. saying like physically he's falling apart. Yeah. And I don't think he's going to play a full season. And when he doesn't play, you guys watched J. Jaw the other day in, uh, in the preseason yeah, game? Yeah, I saw. He looks good. I mean, it's versus twos and threes, you know. It's not, it's not with the starters. Vanilla defenses, yeah. Yeah, it's not with the starters. But he looks good, and he looks hungry. And I think that you, you talk about teams being good for a long time. I personally, I think Carson Wentz is really good. I think the injury derailed him. It's like everybody forgot that he was an MVP the year he got hurt. Like, he looked unstoppable yeah. when he when, when I remember. His, his year, right? Yeah, yeah. I think Alshon's soft tissue injuries, he's still going to produce, but he's not going to play every game. And when he doesn't play, Jay Jaw's going to start, and they're going to see, hey, we got that. Because yeah. I, I think in my mind, uh, the Doug Peterson wants to run two tight ends. They want Goddard and Ertz on the field, and they want one big, big X receiver. And Jay Jaw falls right into that. Carson likes throwing that ball high and tight, and he can do it. I don't know. I think he, he may not have a hugely productive year one, but I would have picked him as high as pick nine in our draft. Honestly, I kind of regret taking Isabella. I mean, he's man crush 3.0, so I I, I, I had didn't to, like I had that to take him. either. No, and, and Isabella, he's probably not as good as a football player as 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 uh, as Jay Jaw. Yeah, I think talent wise, better. But I mean, I have to get my guy. At a certain point, you have to just go with it because if you don't like the guy, why is he on? No, your... no, I hear you, dude. Yeah. No. So uh, I got Cooper Cup, stinking. John Wiley won't trade me Trey Quinn, so I can't have Trey Quinn. What a jerk. Man Crush 2.0. And Johnny <laughs> won't trade me Man Crush 4.0, who I'll talk about later. But I got Man Crush 3.0, Andy Isabella. In my mind, that would be my perfect starting lineup. Of like, <laughs> Based <laughs> on looks. <laughs> um, but, uh, um, but I think Jose, Her- Jose Joaquin Arcega-Whiteside was a great pick by Francisco. And maybe not this year. But in my mind, he should be a top 10 rookie. He should have been a top 10 rookie pick, and he's going to end the season on a per-game basis as one of the five best rookie wide receivers that we could have gotten. I, I don't maybe see – because I don't think – I think Alshon's going to have the starting role, but I think at the end of the season, he's going to start getting more reps. Or or if Alshon gets hurt, they're going to see. And, and he could be a threat with Wentz throwing him the ball. I don't know. What do you guys think? I would probably agree with that, but I don't. I don't think he'll be uh, too crazy uh, with this season. But definitely for like you know n- next season, I, I believe that yeah, for sure he'll have a more pivotal role in that in that offense, um, especially with you know um, um, with Alshon Alshon Jeffrey. Um, you know he's just you know obviously wide receivers getting old. They don't always, you know, get better with age, of course. Yeah. Just, you know, going out there constantly over and over again. And so I think with this season, he, he, he learns he learns the offense. He learns the playbook. He gets that chemistry with Carson. You know, uh, midseason, he's, he starts looking good. Towards the end of the season, you start seeing a little bit more. And he starts, he starts booming, I say, towards the end of the season. And then next season is where he starts 
catching eyes. He starts seeing those those uh, bigger roles and those those bigger uh, that that bigger factor into that into that scheme of you know the the Eagles. So yeah, I I, I would I would agree with with Gio in that overall that yeah he'll do good this season, but where he was drafted from our our rookie draft, I think it it was a a good position where where he should have been drafted. I don't think I would have taken him closer to the the ninth. I mean, spot. I would have taken him over McLaurin. I don't. <laughs> I don't think. Same. I don't think. I don't think I'll take him that that earlier. Maybe if anything, not the 16th spot. I probably would if I was at the 10 or 11th spot. Okay. I would take him. Um, but 16th spot for sure. Fran, uh, what was it? Francisco. Francisco drafted him. That was yeah. a for sure good, good pickup. So yeah, I, I I think he's he's gonna be good. I think Francisco got lucky because J, JJ, or Sega Whiteside, whatever you want to call him. JJ, I like JJ. JJ, JJ, I'm having a stutter. JJ, was my pick for a rookie to watch. I'm I'm so glad that you picked him actually because I was looking at at that offense in Philadelphia. I just talked about having good players on great teams. He's in that situation, and what I liked most about our Sega Whiteside was the fact that he, I, I felt like it was like, I must be getting old like Jesus because <laughs> I'm able to see players basically go through their life cycles. I see in our Sega Whiteside what I saw in Alshon Jeffrey when Brandon Marshall was in town, where they drafted this young kid to come and take over that role. I see our Sega Whiteside taking over the WR1 role in Philadelphia. Yeah. He's got the size, he's mm-hmm. got the hands, he's got the history, the able, ability to produce. I'm absolutely excited by our Sega Whiteside. I'm probably going to try to trade for him in a few, t- probably in the, in the next few weeks, because I think, and this is what you both have already said, I think that he's not going to produce much in year one. So I think I might be able to get him for cheap. We'll see. <laughs> I'm putting it out there. Anyway, maybe he's put in the tree before this podcast falls. So I'm gonna... <laughs> during, saying... during the podcast, I already. I already... <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, um, but 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 I agree with you. I don't see year one production. Similar to Alshon Jeffrey. I see him in that role where they want someone like Alshon. And I'm glad they drafted him this early. Because Alshon still has one to two more years left with of, of actual productivity. The ability to get 1,000 yards. One more year. I'm going to say two <laughs> years. A year, year and a half. We'll see. Um, but I still think he can actually be productive on the field. And our Sega Whiteside is next in line for the WR1 role in Philadelphia. I'm very, I feel very strongly about it. Yeah, I agree. All right. Cool. Well, nice points, everybody. Now we're going to talk a little bit more about some players that aren't maybe necessarily the ones everybody's thinking of, not these top 20 guys. Let's drop down to this 20 to maybe 20 to 50 ADP. These guys in the middle rounds who who are basically all dart, not, not necessarily dart throws, but kind of just pick, pick which one you like. Um, and we're going to talk about which ones we think are more than that, are guys that can take that next step and be, be really productive uh, players. Why don't we start with you, Jake? Uh, talking about these tw- these uh, kind of mid round guys we talked about who have that potential to to blow up, I guess, or, or to be somebody that maybe we didn't necessarily see coming. Who do we see coming, Jake? Who do you think uh, is your rookie to keep an eye out for in that that kind of mid range that you think is going to outperform expectations? So the guy the guy that I have is uh, Dwayne Haskins, and on the you know no bias the <laughs> no bias no bias whatsoever. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Dwayne Haskins is just—he's just a guy that I just—I really love. Like his, the way he plays the quarterback position is super 
like just just exactly what I like in a quarterback. I don't necessarily like the uh, Kyler Murray style or the beginnings of like you know a Russell Wilson or the uh, Cam Newton. Just like the I think the, you're racist. So you don't like black quarterbacks? Is what <laughs> I'm hearing. <laughs> No, no, not at all. That's not what I'm saying. I just don't like them when they're black. I just don't like black quarterbacks. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, God. I'm just kidding. You're going to get removed from iTunes. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, I just... Wait a second. Just, is it Dwayne Haskins? That's black? what I thought. Dwayne Haskins. Dwayne Haskins. No, Dwayne Haskins is, is black. <laughs> Dwayne Haskins is a true pocket passer, and that's what I really see in him. He's a true pocket passer, and I love that. I love true pocket passing quarterbacks because they utilize the whole team. They 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 are great in the leadership role, and they don't um, take on, I guess, the whole team by themselves like the me me first i'm taking it i'm taking it to the hole i'm taking it you know the first down i'm i'm moving this whole thing they take that real leadership role and incorporate everyone and actually i see make uh teams reach championships and dwayne haskins just has that skill level compared to all the other rookie quarterbacks in that in that draft class i think he's the he's the top tier quarterback in that draft class um i definitely like him way better than kyler murray uh better than drew lock although i did pick up drew lock too um, good value by the way um i mean yeah at that at that position yeah why not take him uh, plus you know i need quarterbacks but i i do like drew lock he's really good but anyways Dwayne Haskins, I just love him so much. He's just he's really skilled, and on top of that, he's in such a good position or good opportunity where he's at with um, the Redskins. And the person ahead of him is Case Keenum. And I don't know about you, I don't like Case Keenum, and he's neither, not. Neither does the NFL. <laughs> exactly. So for sure, Case Keenum is not lasting there anytime, anytime longer. So. I'm seeing Dwayne Haskins taking that starting role really early on in this season. Um, and he's going to take it, and he's going to just run with it. And I think he's going to end up um, pretty high in that. Uh, yeah, mid-level, I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up higher than that mid-level rank as well. All right, let me, let me ask you something crazy. Do you think he ends the season as a better fantasy producer than Kyler Murray? Um... Mm. I want to say you said you would take him. I want to. I want to. I want to say yes. I want to say yes. Yeah, he does. Well, he didn't say he would take him over Kyler Murray. I think he said that they're two different styles. Kyler Murray is I, the more Russell Wilson yeah. type esque player, and I agree with you that Dwayne Haskins is, in large part, more traditional quarterback that we're that we're talking about. More of a leader, the way that I'm not comparing him to, but I'm comparing the leadership style and the play style is more like Aaron Rodgers. Where you have a quarterback who stays in the pocket, who is someone who will lead the offense from their position. Yeah. From a fantasy perspective, I think Kyler Murray is going to definitely be the top uh, rookie of the year as far as production and for fantasy. Again, not only real, but produ- but uh, for fantasy as well. But Haskins, he's going to give me. He's going to give you that type of Matt Ryan type type that, season. That's what I'm thinking. I was going to say because because Rodgers in his prime, he he liked to move around. That his his. Uh, 
His his off schedule throws were what made him good, but Matt Ryan, I think that's a really good comparison yeah. for somebody like Matt Ryan. So with 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 those two with those two being talked about right there, uh, I don't know. I I like Dwayne Haskins. I'm kind of scared. I I think I think Washington's gonna have a rough year. I think they're they're not gonna they're not gonna look too good. And and, and more than that, uh, did you guys watch the preseason game? It was against the the second team, the third team defense, and Haskins didn't look good. So he I, struggled. Yeah, I, yeah, I saw yeah, that. Yeah, no. But I mean, that's... but you have to take into consideration. I mean, yeah, he is a rookie. You know, I mean, it's it's gonna take a little bit of time once again to get get started and get it into his groove and whatnot. For and sure. and um, he he looked shaky, but overall, this just. You know, he's just starting. I'm, I'm saying maybe he's not going to be, you know, top uh, top 10 out of the, you know, at the end of the season. But he's he's going to be up there. He's, he's a talented quarterback, and he's he's going to pick up the offense pretty quickly, and he's he's going to get the role very quickly. How fast do you, do Sorry, you think he starts starting? That's the thing. That's what I was going to comment on, and you can, you can chime in, Jake. But that's why I think that – they did a smart job by at least bringing some other quarterback in because oh, he's not ready to start an NFL game. Yeah, yeah. at least not yet. Yeah, um, I have high hopes for him because I do like Haskins a lot actually. But um, the re- realistically speaking, I, I like Case Keenum. Um, to no, let me rephrase that. I like Case. <laughs> I like Case Keenum in the sense that I like him to start. I don't think they're going to put Haskins in weeks one through five. Mm. Oh, I have him starting week three. Uh, week three sounds good. I like I like that. I like I like week three. I don't know I, one one through five. I, I like if it's if it's three, that would make sense for me as well. Uh-huh. But he's not yet ready to start to, to to lead a defense. Even Case Keenum is serviceable as a backup quarterback. So I think that they let Keenum continue on, let uh, Haskins develop even a little bit, because you can't just put him out there. It's going to get real rough real fast. But but why not just like put him out there and let him because he had what one one year starting at Ohio State. Mm-hmm. And so, like he, he just needs game experience, and, yeah. and like Keenum's never, never gonna take you to a Super Bowl. Like he, like oh, I agree. Why, why not like give give Dwayne Haskins those reps? I, I don't, I think they're gonna be rough at first, but like let him get that real game action, because maybe a year or two from now he he start. Maybe I, I, you were talking about Matt Ryan earlier. That, that's actually not too bad of production. Came out, looked good as a rookie, but but struggled. Uh, took a few years, and now we're seeing Matt Ryan. Like I, I don't think he gets the respect he deserves. I, I think he's he's really good. He's really starting to show as he's developed and learned the game and, and become yeah, it helps to have Julio on your team. <laughs> it does. But I agree it, with you. Yeah. It does. So what do you what do you think about Dwayne Haskins? Do we th- do we think he, he outperforms his, his ADP? Where's it at right now? His ADP's sitting at what? Like between twenty and twenty three. Yeah. Do we think that he's better than that? Do we think if we're, if we're at the end of the season, are we like, man, I should have taken him over someone like a Damian Harris or a, a Marquise Brown or something like that? I'm I'm saying, yeah, he shoots up. He's on the upside on that. I think it really depends on your team and how. And I think if you have time to develop, you put him on your bench and you let him sit there for a year. Unlike you know Mayfield, who we knew right, right from the get go that guy was gonna was gonna perform. Yeah, Haskins. I agree with you, Gio. Washington needs time. Because they're not ready to really compete for anything right now, and I'm scared for for his protection if he were to go out there. Quite frankly, I don't think that he has the ability to go out there and sit in the pocket for as long as he needs to sit in the pocket for. 
Because yeah. obviously the, you got to develop to that speed, and he, I don't think he's ready, and I don't think he's all the time. And, and and with Trent saying that he doesn't he doesn't really want to be on the Redskins anymore, he's got his issues. That's an All Pro left tackle that wants to go somewhere else. Like maybe maybe Haskins doesn't have that protection. Uh, honestly, um, I I like the call. I like Haskins, but I'm gonna say that probably where you took him, that middle of the second round, that I think it's going to still probably be about where he's going to end up the season. I think he's he's going to – I don't think he's going to shoot up. If anything, he might go down a little bit, so he might be like a buy low. So if somebody wants Dwayne Haskins, go offer Jake a trade. Um, but uh, I, well, let's keep an eye on him because who knows? Maybe he is really that 50-touchdown quarterback we saw at Ohio State. Or maybe he's going to need time like most NFL quarterbacks to really adjust – to the speed of the game. And we commented briefly on it, but supporting cast is going to be huge. If he oh, can yeah. have players that can make plays for him, that will go a long way in his own development too. So they, I think they need to add weapons in, in Washington personally. I think they have Paul Richardson and who else is Ma- in there now? Pete Rich and, and McLaurin are the two starters. McLaurin. They've got Doxon. they got my boy, Kelvin Harmon. Uh, <laughs> well, sixth round draft pick. Kelvin all Harmon. of those guys need some time to work on their development. But I yeah. think I think Haskins, is, I think it was a, still a good pick for you. All right. Well, let's uh, – what about you, Tony? Who do you think is going to take that next step? Now that we all just crapped on Jake for the guy <laughs> you picked. Let's... Let, me, uh, let me go on record. I like the guy you picked. I really do. Um, I think he just needs time to develop. I think you know that already, though. No, yeah. Well, he needs time I, I, to develop. I mean, I, I know he has. He needs time to develop, but I, 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 like I said, I have high hopes for him. Yeah. And I do believe that he is on the upside. And once again, I, I do still strongly believe that he is the the – better of the quarterbacks of that rookie class okay that were coming out yeah and I, i'm gonna be greedy here i'm gonna actually throw two in and i'll spend b- very briefly on both what no, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> um the two I, i'm talking about one of them is conditional one of them doesn't belong there in my opinion unless this were to happen and i'm specifically talking about tony pollard in dallas because his adp well his adp is rising a lot faster than it needs to be because of the situation going on with Zeke. But he's good. He's good, but with Zeke there, they're not going to take him off the field. Yeah. And the way that he's rising in the drafts, if you can get him in 40, great. But he's going way higher than that because people don't know what's going to go on with Zeke right now. So I think that, quite frankly, Pollard, he's right around 40. It really depends. If you're a Zeke owner, grab him wherever you can. But if you're not, you're really banking on the fact that Zeke may or may not play. Because there's other players who are better than Pollard, who are going to be available around the 30 area, which is where I've seen him go as high as. So yeah. oh. 30 yeah, to 40 dude, is where he's NFL, been at. NFL says that like his, high, his, highest, uh, his highest average draft position, so he has to be taking like three or four, three or four different drafts, is 17, which I think is ludicrous. Wow. 17, 17 is ridiculous. That's the highest that he's gone in a few drafts. But it, it says that his average is sitting around the late 40s. That, that, so, that's so, exactly so right. That, that's good. For, uh, I think that's really good. Yeah. But again, yeah. that's conditional on Zeke. I would never pick him that high because I – I know Zeke is a proven workhorse. He yeah. doesn't get hurt. He can produce and stay out there. Pollard is a great pick for someone. He, I know he's currently owned in our league. Yeah, he's a, he's electric. Let me, let me pull up and keep talking about okay, Pollard. Yeah, I, like I said, I, I like him. I like him as a player. And I think that if Zeke were to sit out, you're looking at an RB1. And I, really? I 100% believe he would be a top 12 running back every single week that he plays in Dallas. It's Giancarlo, of course. Giancarlo makes good pickups okay. like that. That was a good pickup, Giancarlo. <laughs> good, good job there. But again, I, I would go out as far, go as far as to say that he's a top 12 running back every week that he plays that Zeke's not out there. Um, which is why, again, I understand if he's going to go earlier. I don't like him being picked that early, though, because I think that Zeke will eventually be back. But that we'll see. 
I want to preface that because that's why I'm saying I want to be greedy and add someone else in there who I think needs to be watched, which is Keyshawn Johnson, who I happen to oh. own. I like Keyshawn Great Johnson pickup. a lot. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I when I saw him out there, I was like, oh my god, how did he not get drafted? Because he was already a great player coming out. Now it's got to be that draft capital. Like he just he had, he he's what he was taken in the the sixth. He was taken in the sixth, but they had yeah. already picked, I think two wide yeah. receivers before they took, that. Is, they took Isabella in the second and Hakeem Butler in the and fourth. Butler, that's right. That's what I was thinking who's the second guy. But, um, so Isabella and Butler are ahead of him. They're both playing behind him right now. Oh, for sure. I don't want to be crazy. Isabella can't catch, and Hakeem <laughs> Butler's not good. But Isabella's <laughs> handsome, so he's got that going for him. <laughs> and, he's <fast. laughs> and he's fast. He's kind of tiny though. He's like a Tyreek Hill kind of guy. No, but he's like really fast. I, I bet I could beat him on a fifty. Well, oh, let me oh, rephrase that. I if I start at forty-five, <laughs> he starts at the one. I can beat him. I can beat him. He, he, <laughs> yeah. he, run, he runs below a four-three. No, he doesn't. Yeah, he does. Wow, that's ridiculous. <laughs> so, I'll have to go insane. back and watch his draft. The the, uh, the uh, forty. The, the combine. The yeah. combine. Um, but again, what I was going to, I wanted to talk about Keyshawn. Yeah. Keyshawn, we can't we can't buy too much in the preseason, but he played with the first team offense, and he was targeted four times with a few snaps yeah. he played there. Caught two of those balls for 29 yards. Hey, that that's already someone that I'm seeing is being targeted. Did he have the other one where he, he made a really nice catch, but he but he, he was an idiot because he stepped out of bounds before, like, he got pushed out of bounds. I don't think I watched it that, that intently. Yeah, no, no. <clears throat> Kyler Murray made a great play, spun out of a sack, and, and Keyshawn, like, adjusted his route to be on the sideline. But the corner had pressed him, and so he stepped out stepped of bounds, out came one. back in, oh, caught the ball, the and so then it was a penalty because because you know. You, but they you, picked that up. Rookies will will learn about that totally. Yeah. But he made a nice catch though, like, and so that would have been his third catch, three, three or four, right? Yeah. But he, the fact that he already has that with Murray, with with Kyler Murray, who I think is an ascending next Baker Mayfield. It's a new generation of quarterbacks. We can talk about that later. But I think that if you attach Keyshawn Keyshawn uh, Johnson with a aging Larry Fitzgerald. Let's say that Kirk just performs decently. Keyshawn Johnson has opportunity in that offense. And I'm not sure how long David Johnson's going to be there. I know that Fitzgerald's going to be there maybe another one or two years. I think Keyshawn's someone to watch. As rookies to watch, he's someone to watch. What's uh, what's uh, Keyshawn Johnson's ADP at? Did you have that? Similar to Pollard. He's around the 35 to 40 range where, with, uh, with the um, Fantasy Pros rookie ADP that I'm using. Uh, he's around 35 to 40 depending on most rookie drafts. He's going higher and higher, though, with every week that comes by because people are hearing more and more about his skills. Yeah. So it wouldn't surprise me if he's up to 25 come, come to you know week four of the preseason. I, I don't know what to say because obviously my heart is with Andy Isabella and we're all anointing Arizona as going to be this amazing offense and I think they're going to have their struggles. Like, Kyler's still a rookie quarterback right. and, and it's a whole new system. Um, but there's been some good stuff out of camp, so I, I actually like that pick. I think Keyshawn, I think the, the noise is there. And too many times I've I've gotten burned by thinking, ah, it's just camp noise, it's just preseason noise, and missed out on guys who are now starting for other people. People people like Thielen, people like Tyreek Hill, people like Philip Lindsay, who I was like, I was reading the reports on, I heard about them, and I was like, ah, it's just, right, this right, is right. camp notes. I mean, it's just, it's just buzz. Lindsay's like, not our good running yeah, guy. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> He's not going to produce. I was like, who is this guy, Adam Thielen? He's like 26 already, and he's barely getting. And Too old. Yeah, for real. Yeah. And so uh, so nice pick right there in Keyshawn Johnson. Uh, I'm going to pick a, a guy who, who yeah, I mean, we crapped on Ryan's team earlier for how bad they were. Um, but Ryan made a really good pick in, in the draft this year. He he didn't have a first-round pick um, as, part, as part of the deals that he had done. Um, 
So his first pick was Justice Hill, uh, the running back that Baltimore took. And Justice Hill, I, I may be like fudging a little bit because Justin Hill in my numbers is sitting around like 23, 24 in ADP. Uh, so so he's, he's close to like a top 20 player. But I think he's going to end the season as the third best running back to come out of this draft. I say really? Josh Jacobs, David Montgomery, and, and, and one and two, and then Justice Hill. Uh, granted, really? I hate I hate Miles Sanders because I think he's not good, and I don't like Daryl Henderson. So I have, I have two questions for you then. One, what do you think of the whole premise in Baltimore with the running backs and the history? And two, what kind of production are you really thinking then end of year finish for Hill? For Okay, so I'm going to answer the second one first. Okay. End of year production, I'm, I'm saying like 900 yards Dang, rushing. 900 uh, yards. 800 yards maybe. What is that? How many TDs is that? Uh, I, I say he's not going to get as many TDs though. I think, Six? I think, I think – Maybe three or four. Okay. I'm only thinking three or four. He's going to have maybe 15, 16, 17 receptions, something about that. But I think he's going to end close to like 950 total yards. Maybe uh, maybe that's 800 yards rushing, 100 receiving. Maybe that's 600 yards rushing, 300 receiving. Maybe it's more receiving than rushing, but I don't know. Like, we've had Kenneth Dixon. We've had... Uh, Gus like Edwards. D- Gus Edwards. We had guys that we keep wanting to be the next guy. And these guys suck. They are not good people. And they've been producing. And Baltimore, like what? Uh, the one thing you always say that teams can't lie in the draft, right? Yeah. Teams can't hide who they want to be in the draft because they're spending <laughs> real draft capital on it. And they went after this guy. Justice Hill is fast and strong. He's not... Uh, a home run threat like Darrell Henderson, he's a home run threat with muscle. <laughs> like he's some guy. Like and he's he's a good receiver. He's a good runner. I think that you look at like what Seattle did last year. They ran Car- They ran Carson, Penny, and Mike Davis into the ground. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, Baltimore wants to do the exact same thing. They want to run. They want to have two running backs out there and Lamar Jackson, which is basically three running backs every play. Yeah. And I think uh, Mark Ingram's going to get his, but I think Mark Ingram's the pounder. I think Mark Ingram's that thunder, that goal line back. And Justice Hill, just because they want to run the ball, I think, like 50 times a game. <laughs> I, I think that's ridiculous and it may not happen, but I think that's what Baltimore wants to do. And Justice Hill looked great in pre- It's preseason again. We have to take all this with a, with a grain of salt. Yeah. But the fact that they can't lie, that they showed they want to have a, a running back that they're going to take high, they want that lightning. All their players, uh, Marquise Brown, Boykin, and Justice Hill, all have one thing in common. They're all really fast, and they want it. They got it. They, for Lamar Jackson to be effective, they need to spread the field horizontally and vertically because Lamar Jackson can beat people with speed. Hill can beat people with speed. Boykin, Marquise Brown. The one person who can't really beat people with speed is Mark Ingram. Yeah. So I think Hill's going to get those electric touches. And, and I, I may be totally crazy, but I think at the end of the season, we're going to be looking at why didn't we take Justice Hill at the end of the first round of the rookie draft. But you know he's got – sorry for Jake before I, I cut you off, I think. But you know that Justice Hill has a whole lot of wear and tear. 600 – I'm looking at this, 632 carries in college. <laughs> wow. That's a lot of carries. He's he can do it. He's showing he can do it. That's a wow. lot of carries. Um. I mean, quite frankly, he, you're right. I agree with you. He looks like a three-down back. I'm not too sure of what's going to happen with him year one. I hate the the, the Baltimore backfield. I hate the. I hate, when I really? found out that Mark Ingram was going there, I was terrified of Mark Ingram really? because I just feel like it's a running back by committee. And even when it's not, 
every single week you don't know who's going to get it. I'm getting the same feeling that I got with the Patriots a couple years ago. You don't know who they're going to game plan into it and actually thrive in that role. Justice Hill, I would love for him to be that guy and move forward because he looks, he's got the size, he's got the weight, and he's got the ability to carry an offense, it would seem, but he's got a lot of years, sorry, a lot of carries as well. So, I mean, I'm not too sure if uh, if we're going to see 900 yards because you, at that point you're talking about a top 15, top 20 running back on the season, which means that you think Montgomery and Jacobs are going to be top 15, 20 as well since you penciled them in ahead of him. So I don't know if we're going to see it that high, but if, if, we, if that is the case, you're absolutely right. Whoever got him is going to have – or Ryan's going to have a steal at the end of the year. And, I mean, I don't know how much scouting Ryan does, but he has shown year after year he has a propensity for finding – good value at running back he yeah. he like knows which guys to look for and, and and pick out good ones i don't know i think may, maybe justice hill's career isn't long you know for for all for all i can say they're gonna they're gonna have mark ingram there for a year see that he's not that great and, and take one of the guys in 2020 you know one of that one of that heralded uh you know running back class to save all running back classes um but uh, year one year one exclusively i'm not talking about the future earlier we talked about guys like nicole hardman or something like that for the future Dwayne hassan for the future justice hill i think year one is where he shows himself and then after that maybe even declines Um, okay wonderful now let's talk some deeper sleepers some uh we're going we're not going like submarine level but we're going to go under the water a little bit right here um we're going to talk about i want each of us to talk about one guy who's owned already who has a 50-plus ADP. So some guy who's down there low, but who you think could be uh, could be a guy that maybe right now whoever picked him up doesn't believe him that much. Who are you wanting to trade for? Who who are one of these guys that you're going to be keeping your eye on and want to go get? Uh, why don't you start, Tony? Um, this was a little toughy, actually, for me because we have, we're having a lot more pickups right now in the league, which is great because that means we have active owners, by the way. So props to everybody for being active. Um, I had to choose between Jacoby Myers, uh, who just now, recently, I think two days ago, got picked up. Sorry, he's owned. He counts. He's owned. Um, and, man, there's nothing but good things you can see about him online. Uh, if you were to Google you know, him, you're going to find v- clips of him you know, beating coverage. You're going to find clips of him. Uh, really thriving in the Patriots' offense. Now, Julian Edelman, I don't think he even played this past... Um, he didn't. Yeah, he didn't play. I don't think he's going to be playing much preseason. Uh, but realistically speaking, Jacoby Myers has a real chance to beat out someone that was highly drafted, uh, I think 32nd overall, of Nikhil Harry. Uh, if, if what I understand is correct from camp, Nikhil Ch- Harry... Chase been, looking at you with big eyes right know. now. Like, Nikhil Harry, he knows. <laughs> Nikhil Harry been, has been outplayed by, by Jacoby Myers. But that's not the guy I wanted to go with. I, I went too far just talking about him. Um, who I really want to talk about, owned, is Bruce Anderson. Ooh. Running back for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And Allen. Al- Allen has him? Yeah. Okay, that was a smart pickup or draft. I'm not sure if it was pickup no, or draft. Pick um, that was real clever because <laughs> there's not much to see in the running back backfield uh, with, with Tampa Bay. You have Peyton Barber, who's been serviceable. Jag. Right, just a guy. For those who don't know, he's not calling me a jag. He's, he's actually, <laughs> he's actually saying uh, just a guy. Um, and those, you know, he, that's really what he is. He's just a guy. He's serviceable to while you, until you draft the right guy uh, or bring someone else in. And there, I think there was even you know rumor that they were going to try to trade for one of those guys like the the Melvin Gordon out there. But that obviously is not going to happen. So I really like Bruce Anderson because Rojo Ronald Jones. I don't see him 
being a, an NFL back. <laughs> Peyton what, Barber, what just a guy. on the chat the other day? Hashtag maybe Rojo's not a bus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think, who's it? Who's, who's, who's has him? Fran, Francisco. Francisco has him. Francisco okay. picked him high. He picked him at like I remember. Yeah. No, I remember. I thought he was a little too high. But uh, I, I still think that he's got, uh, I think Rojo is the epitome of, um, of a backfield backup. Realistically, he's that guy for your change of pace. Maybe he's not the three down back. Yeah, he's not. I think, and I, when, I, when I say I think, because I've seen the video, I've seen the metrics, and Bruce Anderson has what it takes, at least on paper, to be that guy. He's got some history of being able to produce to be that guy. So, quite frankly, I think Bruce Anderson, uh, running back Tampa Bay, is a guy to watch um, as an owned r- rookie uh, for someone who could really really out uh, uh what do you call it? outrank his draft position and really produce i think he's he could be a top 10 running back for the rookies this season i i i'm not going to disagree at all i think uh, bruce anderson has the measurables and he he has talent and there's opportunity there so uh with bruce with bruce anderson um, and jacoby myers uh i think i might be uh sending some trade offers uh, <laughs> obviously these are these are guys that it's so hard to predict right um but these are the guys that, that end up winning you championships because just having that difference maker or being able to trade that guy for draft capital or something like that makes all the difference. Right. So good call out right there. Uh, my guy that's uh, that's owned, I'm going to talk about Man Crush 4.0. <laughs> I mean, he looks like he's 40 years old. He's balding. And <laughs> his hair's are, but he and his hair's falling off. Uh, but he's not. He's very young. He's, what, 20, 21, 22, and he's already the starting wide receiver. As a fifth-round rookie, he's already a starting wide receiver in the Oakland offense. Derek Carr is not that good of a quarterback. I, I actually really don't like him. I agree. I, yeah. I, I, I don't think he's too good of a downfield thrower either. I, I was happy that they got when they got A.B. because I thought, okay, that's good. That's somebody to pair with, with Derek Carr because A.B. can just win at any level. You know, and, and make something happen. And take take a twenty yard pass to the house. Yeah, you know, or take a five yard pass oh, yeah. and, and do something with it. Um, but last year, Derek Carr found success throwing to Jared Cook. He was throwing a lot of underneath stuff. I don't necessarily see. I think Darren Waller is just a just another guy. He's not going to be good. Foster Moreau looks cool in camp, but he's he's a he's a late round tight end. He's going to take his time to develop. I think those underneath passes are going to Jacobs. And they're going to Man Crush 4.0, Hunter Renfro, fifth round wide receiver out of Clemson. Now you don't think a guy that's like five, what is he, five eight, five nine? Is he five eight? No. Yeah, no, he's tiny. He's okay. tiny. His hands are like seven seven inches. Like they're 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 extremely small. Like wow. which is something I, I never look. I always want my wide receivers to have big hands. But why every, is that? <laughs> Because it's, it's just a t- it's just a good thing. Look at, look at, look at like top, top ten wide receivers. They all have like eight or nine Giant inch hands. plus. No, no, hands. you're right. You're right. It's, it's, a, it's a weird thing that when somebody has big hands, it's easier for them to catch. Right, so right. when when they're like all the same athletically, basically, and people are putting in the work, little things like that make a difference. So Hunter Renfro, by no stretch of the imagination, physically looks like an NFL player. Can, can I also say like Clemson has a history of making great wide receivers? Yeah. And yeah. He was starting above some guys that you might think would go above him at Clemson because he makes plays. That's all he does. He just plays football. He he just sits there, has sharp, clean routes, and when they throw him the ball, he catches it. I don't know how. I don't know why. Like, I'm scared of him getting hit. 
by Jonathan Abram because he's just whacking people out yeah. in Oh out my in god, practice. are you watching Hard Knocks? Yeah, that course. is ridiculous. Like, it's, Take it easy, man. But, <laughs> but like, Hunter Renfro's a, a baller, man. Like, I don't want to say it like that. And, and Johnny made a great pick right there towards the end of the fourth round uh, in the rookie draft. I was hoping I could take, I could take Renfro. Um, if he fell to me, he didn't, unfortunately. Um, and Johnny got him. But I think... Uh, by the end of the year, Hunter Renfro will be uh, the fifth best producing wide receiver from this draft class. And I, if, for for year one, for year one. If Camp oh, is, is is correct, you're right. He's running as the number two in the offense, right? Yeah. And I well, because I, AB, AB has prospect. But I think but, he's also outplayed Ryan Grant, from what I understand. Oh, he's no. I think they they already said that 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 he won the starting job. Like that's he, what I'm he, saying. He's the starting slot. Absolutely. So the fact that he already has that opportunity. And he's nothing. I mean, Derek Carr is nothing special, but Renfro. I. I mean, if, are you getting the kind of Cooper Cup type feel, that ability to make yes. plays out yeah. there when in an saw, offense? Like, when in preseason, right? Like that guy who the quarterback says, "Hey, when I trust it, you here." When, when yeah, when, yeah. When I when I don't know where to go with the ball, I know that you'll be open, or you'll have made enough separation that I can just get you the ball, and we're getting five six yards. You know. I think Cooper Cooper Cup's a much bigger body and is more more athletic, and I think and so, so I feel like he ends up scoring more touchdowns. But I, but I could see Hunter that Renfro, trust. yeah, having that trust mm-hmm. and ending the year with like 50, 60, 70 catches, similar to like a Cole Beasley type. Better, better than Cole Beasley. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I mean, you don't want to say make the cliche like Julian Edelman comp, but I see that. I see like Jamison Crowder. Okay, kind of when when I look okay. at Hunter Renfro. So I, I, I think Johnny made, I like a, that. Yeah. made a great pickup. And if I can, I'm going to try and make that trade. But at the end of the season in production, like, obviously, true dynasty value, maybe Hunter Renfro doesn't ever pass up that second round or something like that. He's, I don't think he's ever going to be like a first round wide receiver. No. But he's going to produce like a wide receiver three. And that's those are the kind of guys that you need like on right, your right, roster. Right. I hear you. Um, so... Uh, those are two guys who are owned. What about uh, for our, for our listeners right here in the league? Some guys who uh, who aren't owned. What about some guys who who are still out there on the waiver wire right now? If you had like, unfortunately, I don't have a free roster spot. If you had More a free I. roster spot at the bottom of your roster, Same. who would you be going to go pick up right now? Tony? If if I had a spot, and I'm, this is really a hint because I hope anyone listening to this goes and grabs them because I have seen a few teams have a few empty roster spots and I'm so jealous. Gosh. And there are some teams that have like players. I'm like, why are these guys even on your roster? Why is Kyle Usechek on your roster? Yeah, it's very true. Like, yeah. like why are some of these defensive players who are got released from their teams like on their roster? They're like, so, just like, just drop Zeke, all right. <laughs> <laughs> He's dropped Zeke already. No, 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 He's no, not but, getting the contract. But like some some of these some of these teams are are, are shitting guys on their. There's I mean, guys with free agents. There's some teams that have free yeah. agents on their on their bench right yeah. now. Yeah. Team, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like go pick up one of these guys. Who is that guy? Who should they go pick up? Okay, for me, that guy is going to be specifically on the New Orleans Saints. He's running back. His name is Devin. Oh, Zigbo. It's not Divine? I think I like Devin. Oh. You like Divine? Divine? Yeah, Divine sounds way better. It's better not awaken and, anything. Uh, no, and, and as far as, like, I, when I heard the commentators, they were like, it's Divine. Divine? Divine? I like Devin. Or like Divine. Devine. I don't know. Divine. I'll go with that. I like Divine. I like Divine. Tony, how do they say it in French? In France, it's Divine. 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 Divine.
Okay, can divine? I say, can is I it really divine? Yeah, when you when you said this is the guy I want to talk about, I was like, wait, he's not owned? No, exactly. <laughs> you wouldn't I, think I was that. like, wait, I assumed he was owned. I, I've been waiting for one of my guys to get injured in training camp <laughs> so, so I can put him, him on the on the IR. I'm not dropping. What are you crazy? <laughs> put him on IR and have a bench spot to grab this guy. We'll, we'll go with you, Gio. We'll say his name is Divine Ozigbo. Okay. He's the running back for the New Orleans Saints. Why do I like him? Because he is a true, in my opinion, running back. He is a statistical monster as far as his metrics go. He's 5'11", 222 pounds. He's a bruiser. Almost where we didn't think that that uh, that Kamara was really going to be what he would be, what we see now. No one thought that. Latavius Murray's there. They brought him in to, to be the Mark Ingram type, to really just yeah. pound the ball because they, they didn't want Kamara to be that. Because Kamara's better when, like, when he doesn't have to take every touch. Exactly. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. So like, the same thing yeah. like McCaffrey. Like they're better when they don't have to take every touch. I, yeah. Absolutely. That's that's abso- that's exactly what I'm thinking. You know, with 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 Divine specifically, I don't see Murray being more than a one or two year guy. He's someone that I would probably leave on my bench. I don't see him doing anything instantly without injury in front of him. But if there is injury in front of him, he can even if without injury, he could probably overtake Latavius Murray. And immediately become a producer the way the way that Kamara was with Ingram there, because he has opportunity, he has the metrics, the, the statistics, the statistics, and the athleticism to take it up to that next level. God forbid Kamara get hurt, this guy is the guy that's going to win your league if you were to take him and something happened in New Orleans. I, I don't think something's going to happen to Kamara. I think he's smart enough, you know, and, and you gotta you get you gotta hope for the best. But what you said about him overtaking Latavius Murray is totally true. I. Frankly, Latavius Murray is tall, strong, and fast, but he's not that great. Like he he's slowly now. I think what well, this is like his seventh year, and he's slowly yeah. finally starting to like read blocks right. a little bit like that. But I think that that between Latavius Murray and Divino Zigbo, I want Ozigbo. Latavius Murray, I have to trade like a third or a second to go get him. He's got a steep price right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah Ozigbo. Yeah, yeah. Ozigbo's I can get him on the waiver wire, and. Uh, it's funny, like you said that I already said he wasn't owned. What? I I might drop a guy right now after this podcast, but if I can, if I can figure <laughs> out what spot I want to open up or who I can who I can trade a couple guys to, uh, because I want Ozigbo on my team, and uh, I I think that's a great call. If he's not owned, he absolutely should be. Yeah. If anything, just because he can. You said you wanted good players on good offenses. This is a good player on a great offense. Yeah, and he's being overlooked right now, but expect his na- to hear his name in preseason week two, three, and four. You're going to yeah. see him. You're going to see him make plays. Of course, it's going to be preseason. People might not think much of it because there's already Kamara and Murray, but things happen all the time, and you could immediately have him open up as a number two to Kamara come, you know, come the season opener. Absolutely. True. So, <laughs> big facts. <Same>. Big facts. <laughs> so, if you guys don't know, Jake's being quiet because Jake was supposed to prepare – uh, 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 some other rookie to talk about, some rookie sleeper, and Jake was like, "Bruh, I don't even need to. Like, I got my guys already." Even Marco had. <laughs> I a don't. It's true. Marco, <laughs> Marco was like, "What about Oshana Jimenez? Oshana or Lil Jordan Humphrey?" After fifty down, I do not look down that list. I I didn't recognize any of those names, but um, uh, but I just wanted to add to the whole the Ozigbo conversation uh with that um i don't think anything will happen to kamara i think kamara's you know pretty safe 
Um, so I don't think he was, he's taking that, that RB1 spot. But for sure, yeah, Latavius Murray, I think, you know, a- anything can happen during the season and Latavius Murray, you know, gets hurt or whatever. Or maybe one game they just, instead of putting Murray, they put uh, Ozigbo. And, uh, yeah, I, I I think that it's just that whole opportunity situation. And I think people are overlooking him just because those two names are there Kamara yeah. and Murray and so. this is dynasty so you can't I mean we're not looking at season long in a season long you would never even yeah. think about this guy yeah this is dynasty though we have to prepare and we have to be you know get get the guy before he becomes the guy exactly that's yeah. why I, you know I was getting real jealous just with the Jacoby Myers comment earlier because yeah. I saw him and I'm like I want that guy not because he's gonna start my week one but because he could be my starter come next year as a full-time wide receiver yeah we don't know so that's why that's why I really recommend if so, if he's still on the waiver wire by the time this this podcast goes, someone better go grab him. Yeah, buy low, sell high. That's, that's <laughs> right. Yeah, and that's the that's the Jacob Belcher way. <laughs> buy low, sell high. If you if you can get Demando Zigbo, uh, Tony said that he's he's looking to the future. I I think he might even have value this year. There there could be a chance. So, uh Jake couldn't come up with one. I came up with four. Probably could. <laughs> Jeez. Jeez. Spread the well. Jeez. Um, but, but I've got a couple of names right here. I'm not going to spend. I figured um, I'd share just a couple of names and not to go too much in depth uh, with too many of them, with, with all of them. Instead, let you guys do the research. But that way you guys have a name to look at. So, Tony, you brought up Tony Pollard earlier. Uh, I'm sure we've heard of Darius Jackson, who's bounced around different camps in the NFL because he looks good in pads but doesn't – I mean, looks good in shorts but doesn't look good in pads. Um, and then Alfred Morris got re-signed. But the guy that everybody keeps forgetting about is the guy who led Ohio State last year, who led Ohio State's backfield, Mike Weber, the running back now for Dallas. Tony Pollard profiles not as a running back in my in my personal opinion. He's he's like an H back. He he's a great receiver. Uh, he's got the body, so like I mean he he they, they might give him run through the tackle and stuff like that. But he's that he he feels like a move tight end, like a Jalen Hurd type of gadget player that that's. That's becoming all the rage now with offensive coordinators, right? They want this guy who's just kind of weirdly good at everything, may not profile into one specific position. Mike Weber, on the other hand, is is just a running back. Like, he's not uh, this superlative receiver or anything like that, but he is a really good running back. And I think Alfred Morris is a good veteran. Darius Jackson's garbage. Um, I think Weber can win the run the, the actual number two running back spot. While on the depth chart, it may have Tony Pollard there. Because That's high Tony, praise. Because Tony Pollard's getting those change of pace sure. uh, touches. I think Mike Weber gets that number two running back role. Um, just like we saw before when Zeke was out, um, even though, like in previous years, even though something like uh, Darren McFadden was like second or something on the depth chart. Uh, other running backs were also getting touches. That's right. And I, I think that's what just what's going to happen if, if for some reason Zeke does have a holdout or he gets hurt or anything like that. So Mike Weber would be the running back, I'm telling everybody. If you want a stab at having uh, uh, having a running back behind that, that Dallas line, and something that nobody's talking about is the fact that um, Travis Frederick, the center for, uh, for Dallas – who was out all of last year and cut down on uh, on Zeke's yards per carry efficiency? He's back a hundred percent healthy. He's been cleared by doctors. His disease is his disease is in remission. He's good. He had to sit out for a for a disease that he had, uh, and their whole line suffered because of it. Travis Kel- Travis Frederick is uh, is healthy. 
And when he's healthy, he's the best center in the NFL, in my opinion. Maybe Jason Kelsey from the Eagles is, is right there next to him. But their line is going to be back to what it was two years ago when we saw them just mauling opponents with him back. So let me ask you I, then I regarding that. Somebody behind that line. How many Dallas running backs are you willing to, to, to roster if you have Zeke? If I have Zeke? You have, you're a Zeke owner. Two others. You would, you would waste. Web, sorry, Weber let me, let me rephrase that. No, no, no. Not waste. You I would, would use two roster, two roster spots to back up Zeke. Weber and Pollard. Wow. Those really? would be the would two. Would you trade for them or only if they were on the waiver wire? Uh, if would I, you if, really if, give if, up trade capital? If I'm, giving, if I'm giving up like a fourth round pick or some fab or something, yeah, if I'm a Zeke owner, that's what I'm doing. Just because. just To handcuff him. Yeah, just because I, I know I need that spot. That's okay. not filled. And, and, you know, I might not hold them both the whole season. I want to see one or two games and say, hey, which one of these guys is getting the goal line carries? or, wh- or Which it, one's the Malcolm Brown to Todd Gurley? Yeah, uh, the Daryl Henderson to Todd Gurley. Well, <laughs> past tense. Yeah, which one, Which one's the guy who's going to take over if, sure. he's, if he's really down? Which guy is getting the run? So that's Mike Weber for you guys. I've got one other running back for you. Now, it's funny. In, in, our, um, in our sleeper league, our other super fun league, uh, with, with the roster's just as deep, this guy's owned. He's not owned in our ESPN league. Ty Johnson has the number two running back spot behind Carrion Johnson in Detroit. That's what I thought. Carrion Johnson gets hurt. Mm-hmm. You're and, not a believer? <laughs> uh, well, I think, dude, I think <laughs> Carrion Johnson is Le'Veon Bell 2.0. I think Carrion Johnson is going well, that's to be a little really steep. good. It's a little steep. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Maybe not the, the crazy contract talks and stuff like that, but, but skills on the field. I think Carrion Johnson is really good. And I've tried to trade for him multiple times. I think he's got a great yeah, future ahead of him. But Patricia wants to run the ball, play defense, and you can't run an injury pro running back like Carry On every play. Ty Johnson has already won the number two spot. And when he played when they played against New England this past week, that offense for Detroit looked bad. New England was pummeling them every mm. play. New England had their number on offense. There was only one guy making plays. And that was Ty Johnson. Consistently, he fell forward. He was breaking tackles. He was making little bursts. If I'm a carry-on Johnson owner, I'm 100% getting Ty Johnson on my team. If I'm another owner and I need running back help or I have an open spot, I'm taking Ty Johnson. Between the two, between Mike Weber and Ty Johnson, I'm taking Ty Johnson over Mike Weber. And I want Hmm. Mike Weber on the end of my roster. Interesting. So that's my two running backs. And then... Because I think the defense wins championships uh, in, in our league, oh. uh, I'm going to give you guys two IDP sleepers. <laughs> okay. now, uh, now, some of the... Some Let me of the, write this down. Have you ever heard that statement before, Tony? What's is that? that? Is that new to you, that defense wins championships? <laughs> oh. Ooh. 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 Here, here's the knife. Go ahead, push it. Um, Just push it in. So there, there's, some, there's some good cornerbacks out there on the waiver wire. People like Greedy Williams and Joe Juan... Joe, it's Joe Juan, but they pronounce it Joe Juan. Joe Juan. Yeah, Joe Juan. Williams for, for the Patriots, Greedy Williams for the for the Browns. Those aren't the guys I'm talking about. I'm talking about the guy who I had as my number four linebacker coming out of the draft. I had number one, Bush. Devin Bush, of course. We know Devin White, of course. No, taken. My number three was Jermaine Pratt, the converted safety. He's on my roster. He went to the Bengals. Uh, he's not as talented, but he went to a great situation. My number four was the Minnesota linebacker, Blake Cashman, who ended up with the Jets. Now, of course, you're saying, didn't, uh, isn't Avery Williamson still there? Uh, isn't Avery Williamson still there? <laughs> <laughs> he, Avery Williamson is still there. Uh, they also traded 
for one of the best linebackers in the NFL. No, they didn't trade for him. They, they signed him in the offseason. C.J. Mosley. Ah, C.J. Nice. Mosley. That's right. So, yeah, so yeah, that yeah. inside linebacking core is set. But Blake Cashman is looking really good. They've already given him the mic for the second team in, in, defense, in camp. So mm-hmm. he's, he's already now the mic backer, the guy who's making the calls on the field as the uh, at, in the second team defense. Blake Cashman is a really good old school linebacker. He's not as slow as other linebackers though. And if the if the talk on Jets Twitter and like the beat writers is, they see they feel like they have a guy who they can ship off Avery Williamson and have an immediate starter. So maybe Cashman doesn't play at all. Maybe he plays sparingly, you know, in rotation, special teams and stuff like that. Cashman's not going to be the guy this year. But if you're a championship caliber team or you're years away from contending, picking up a guy like Cashman who could be the next Blake Martinez, could be the next, you know, uh, solid, solid scoring linebacker. Maybe not Blake Martinez because he's like a top five, but like something like a Bernadick McKinney, somebody who's in that, that, that 10 to, 10, 10, to uh, 10 to 20 linebacker range who's always producing for you. I want to interdict then once you're done with this one. Uh, with, with Cashman? I'm, I'm done with Cashman. Tell okay. me what you want. Since I didn't know, realize we were going to talk IDP, forgive me, I would have mentioned um, a recent one that just came to my mind, and that's uh, Ty Summers with Green Bay. Because Oren Burks just done. went down and out yep. for the count. So Pec- he's done. Pectoral, right? He was someone that was going to pair up with Blake Martinez. With him out, it's very likely if, this is cont- conditional, if Summers wins the job, you're looking at a, a very high-ranked, probably a top-20 linebacker along back-end 20. But he's someone who can definitely produce in the linebacker role. Um, I, I would definitely keep an eye on Ty Summers with the Packers' backfield. Not a bad Sorry, pick. defense. Uh, not, not a bad pick at all. Uh, I, I, I was looking at that as soon as Oren Burks went down. Um, I don't know if, if they, if they kind of say, well, the Josh Jones experiment at safety is over and, and put him into that hybrid linebacker role, but... Ty Summers, somebody to keep an eye on. Keep maybe, an eye on, right. Maybe, maybe not as a, as a starter for your team, but if he can win that inside linebacking role, like Tony said, good pickup. Him and Blake Cashman. Uh, my next one uh, is actually getting reps with the starters. That's Sione Takitaki. Takitaki Rumba. Sione Takitaki. Yeah. Um, when Cleveland made this pick, I was like, what are you guys doing? You guys grabbed Mac Wilson. You guys have Joe Sherber and Christian Kirksey. What are you, what are you doing? Um, but Taki Taki looks good. He's fast and rangy. He's a good linebacker. Um, so while he's not going to be a starter, and I don't think he's going to be a starter anytime soon, uh, Joe Schobert, uh, they need to get out from under his contract. And having a guy like Taki Taki that can play the outside, that can play the inside, that's rangy. Uh, I think that's a good pickup for Cleveland. And, and I want any part of Cleveland I can get, whether it's their defense, their offense, anything. I think that team is going to be good for a few years. And, and when you have coverage linebackers who can play that thumper role on a team that's going to score points, um, I, that those are the guys I, I like to take risks on because you, they can turn out to be something good. If he doesn't, just drop him. But that's what that's what your end of bench roster spots are for. Yep. And, and for some of the teams in this league who, who are rostering players that are not worth it, uh, to be on your roster, I, I think uh, some of these guys we've talked about can can be helpful. Yeah, I agree. So that being said, you have a few names. Uh, what do we say? Mike Weber, Sione Takitaki, Blake Cashman, Ty Johnson, Ty Summers, and Divine Ozigbo are ones that are not owned. 
if I were to rank those, I'm having Divino Zygma as my number one priority, uh, Ty Johnson as my second, and then maybe Mike Weber as my third, and then the IDP guys just kind of yeah. however, however you want to do. Um, so go go get those guys. Go trade for Justice Hill. Go offer a trade for Hunter Renfro. If you can get yourself uh, Jose Joaquin Arcega Whiteside, go get him. Um, yeah, and, everybody go after that guy right now. <laughs> yeah, right now. Let's both and specifically remember that Francisco loves to get text messages after ten o'clock at night. Right, yeah. right. I've so, actually found one to two p.m. with it for one a.m. to two a.m. the sweet spot. Best, text best him at time. that time. That's the best time to catch. But he him. wants images. <laughs> <laughs> it, like if. Like, but usually he doesn't respond right away. Like he says, like just text him like three or four times. Just keep texting that yeah. way because then that way. It buzzes I heard him say that. To, yeah, to, to yeah, get, yeah. To yeah. Get it, okay. Just keep blowing his phone up just <laughs> constantly. All right. Well, thank you, Jake. Thank you, Tony, for being here. Thank you for uh, whoop, whoop. getting together. Yeah. Um, let's go ahead and sign off. And uh, glad to have you guys. For Tony, for Jake, I'm Giovanni, your host, and we'll see you next week. See you next week. See you next week. Bailame como si fuera la última vez Y enséñame ese pasito que no sé Un besito bien suavecito, bebé Taqui, 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 rumbo